What's up, guys? Welcome to Survivor Buffs. We are super, super excited today because we're done recapping the season. The season's over. We've done all of our, our you know, day after. Here's what happened. Here's what we thought. Here's our player of the week. And we're getting into actually speaking with the people who we, we've been watching and analyzing and dissecting and stalking on Instagram uh, for the past uh, couple months, uh, starting today with Sarah uh from survivor 41 sarah thanks so much for joining us and how have you been since uh the season ended overall um you know it's been a bit of a roller coaster i'm excited to be here today talking about the season but um you know there were some weeks where i couldn't even watch the show uh other weeks where i was really excited to watch it but yeah mm. absolutely um we know that um since the finale, uh, a couple of you guys have unfortunately come down with uh, COVID-19. Um, I'm glad to see you're, you're doing better. Uh, I have it as well right now. So we're, we're Gideon is the, is the lone um, non-COVID member of this stream. The two I got, what, can I, what can I say? I got my booster, you know, I mean, I'm. <laughs> yeah. Um, how's that been? Have you, have you been Okay. <laughs> Um, it's been rough, but today I managed to make it through without a nap the whole day. So it's quite an accomplishment, mm -hmm. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, I definitely want to talk to you a bit about, uh, Survivor. I mean, we might as well, you were on the show. Um, but first, uh, are you from, like, were you born and raised in Boston or where are you from or like originally? No. So I'm from LA originally, but I lived in Boston okay. for like five years. I did undergrad and my master's there and then like mm -hmm. was in LA for a year during the pandemic again before I went on the show okay are you a are you a sports fan at all um so I kind of turned into a Boston sports fan when I was out there mm -hmm. my ex is like careful, from Massachusetts, careful with but... what you're gonna say next because I'm a Pittsburgh fan oh I'm, no I'm Pittsburgh, <laughs> so I hate the Patriots I hate the I hate the Bruins the Red Sox I don't mind okay. but, I'm uh, more of a yeah, I'm more of a Sox fan, I'll say, than okay. like Patriots. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I've had I've 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 had many many friendships ended when I find out that people are Patriots fan. Alexa from Survivor Specialist is not allowed on this show anymore <laughs> when we found out she was a Patriots fan. Okay. You could have came um, on you could have came on the island with a Boston Red Sox head. You could have been Boston Sarah. I know. I like thought about it, but then like it was actually funny because even during like pregame on the island, I didn't bring my Boston like hat because I didn't want people to think like, oh, like this girl thinks she's gonna play like Boston Robs. So I didn't wear it for like, anyone. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what um okay, so you grew up in like Los Angeles. Uh so what was it like growing up in LA and did LA like shape you as a future survivor player? in any way uh, i mean growing up in la is kind of like a fever dream i feel like you meet the most ridiculous people and socially it's very interesting i feel like growing up so i actually like talked mm -hmm. about it in my audition tape i was like you know going to a private school in la really like <laughs> raised me to be like used to the cutthroat nature of survivor i think mm -hmm. and you yeah. said you were in uh la before you went on the show yeah, so I think like I left Boston March 2020. I was gonna go home for like the two weeks that everyone was gonna go home for two weeks. 
Um, mm. And then I ended up in LA until the next March when I left for PG. Oh, wow. So how was, how was LA like during COVID? Cause I know like during that beginning part of COVID, like every state was different. Was it like, were you shut in most of the time just doing things? Yeah. Or what was up? I mean, I was very thankful I was in LA as opposed to being stuck in like Massachusetts. Cause it was warm the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was definitely kind of like a ramp up though. Cause I know like New York, like March 2020 was completely shut down, whereas California like kind of stayed open for a bit. And then it was like really harsh, like shut down. You couldn't even go for a walk outside without wearing a mask and stuff. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I know. It was it was interesting. But yeah, I was very thankful to be somewhere in like a warm place as opposed to like the cold winter outdoors. Mm hmm. So jump in, jump in kind of like to Survivor. Uh, I mean, you know, you were you were on this show that I know you were a fan of. You've been a fan of for a while. You were like, you know, for pretty much months, you were being watched by probably tens to over 10 million people around the world. And now you have thousands of Instagram followers. Um, (laughs) I mean, just describe that like journey um, to people who like, you know, obviously haven't experienced it Mm -hmm. i think it's really strange because i feel like on a day-to-day basis like you don't interact with that many people like that many people don't see what you're doing on your day-to-day and then Mm. to have like all these like clip it's like in moments of all these small things that happen just broadcast to millions of people Mm. is crazy and i mean the response from fans and people watching is amazing but it's also just like anything you say or do people just latch on to which is like the other day I posted a picture with a cow and then people are like commenting like animal queen like no like I just I'm like with an animal like anything you do everyone's like hyping up now so it's it's interesting and like unusual but I guess coming from LA I'm like not foreign to stuff like that as well Mm -hmm. yeah that is interesting because you know you had your preseason interviews like and then you have people like me and adam who are dissecting them and we're like sarah said this hmm i feel like she's gonna go final six you know it's like it's like things like that and so like were you at all shocked at people's reaction to your first impression you had um honestly like it made me because it's interesting because like obviously we know the outcome of the show when all the Mm preseason stuff comes out so for me, as someone who was like an early boot, it actually made me feel really good that like I'd say stuff and everyone's like, oh, I know this girl's going to go deep in the game because like, obviously I thought I was going to do well too. And it just like happened that like I got voted out really early, which sucks. But the response was really nice because like I was a lot of people's winner picks. Like people really had me going deep in the game. And I was like, okay, I feel validated in thinking that I like could have done well in the game of Survivor. Yeah, we did our fantasy draft. We we were very I'm high sorry. on you, Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to look. Who's uh? She was on my team, right? Yeah, yeah. So. You, no, 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 no. She was your team. She was your first. She was your she was, first yes, female pick. You were my. You were my first female pick, and Adam was like so pissed off. He was like. No, you got Sarah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did like a snake. We're like, each, I would pick uh, a guy. Um, and he would pick a guy, then he would pick a girl, I would pick a girl, and we kind of snaked. Um, and the we didn't we didn't really do anything like, you know, two points for immunity win. Uh, we kind of wanted to keep it simple. We just it was just whoever has the winner on their team, which made it kind of fun. We would check in every recap episode, um, and we had like an X over the person that got out. But yeah, Gideon's my first female pick was uh, was Tiffany. 
and oh. Gideon's was um, and Gideon's was was you. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, and uh, ironically, Erica was like last, like last female, and like yeah, Erica, Erica and Evie, I think we were our well, last two. Both ended up uh, doing great. Like unlike you, Erica wasn't saying a lot preseason, so we yeah. were like, we were like, she's hardly saying anything. But like, what we can't, we can't really base that off of anything. But yeah, we're... I mean, I feel like I don't know. I gave a lot of content. It's also interesting because being a fan, like you read other people's preseason interviews. So it's like, you kind of know what people want to hear going into it. Like right. obviously a lot of people to pick me. So it's like, there's certain things that I read that like resonated. So I'm like, oh, like maybe I should say something similar to that. You did, you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. Like the fact that we know the outcome and then everyone's reactions to it. Like it would have sucked if I was an early boot and then my interviews got released and everyone's like, yeah, this girl's going out early. Like she's not going to make it far at all. Yeah. I'm trying to pull it up. Yeah. There was our, there was our picks. Yeah. Erica made it, Erica made it pretty far. It was just, she, she wasn't really releasing and like a lot of her pregame press was very short and quick. So we didn't have a lot to, to, um, to I was really well. high. I was really high on Voce. I was really high on Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I love OJ. I'm sorry. We both let you down, but we're best friends now. If that's any consolation. That's good. Okay. That's good. Because <laughs> I, I like you and I like Voce. Voce is my Tennessee king, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. So the real question is if you would be uh, selected to go on the amazing race and you could pick anyone from this season to be your partner, who would you pick? Oh my goodness, that's such a hard question. I feel like there's gonna be so many people mad at me for not saying them. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Sydney. Uh, her and I, okay. both LA girls, spent the whole summer together. Um, mm -hmm. She's traveled so much; she'd be really good at it. Oh and I gosh. also feel like I like feel like we have a little bit of dynamic duo where she's kind of like the villainess, and I was a little bit of America's sweetheart. So it could be a cool combo <laughs> to see. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think she's in, uh, what, Guatemala right now or something like that? Yeah, but, she's living her best life, I feel like. Yeah. I messaged her a couple times during the season, and she would get back to me a day or two later and would say, oh, sorry, I was, you know, on the moon. <laughs> yeah. I know. She was like, I think she went to Turks and Caicos at one point. Like, she's been all over the place, but I'm jealous. I've been staying put. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> So could you tell us, uh, so I know, so I know you've been a fan of the show for a long time and I thought I read somewhere that you've done like season, uh, like even season rewatches too in the past. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know most people probably ask like, Oh, what's the best season? What's the worst season? But like, what, uh, what do you think's like an underrated season, a season that like people often don't like, like for Gideon, that'll be Gabon which we mm -hmm. talk about just about every time we come on the show. I rip on Gideon for liking Gabon. I mean, I like Gabon, but I don't think Rip on me all you want. It's one of the best seasons ever, okay? Gideon, I'm going to mute you for a second. All right. All right. <laughs> no, what's uh, Do you have like, uh, for me, it's All-Stars. A lot of people kind of mm -hmm. put All-Stars towards middle bottom nowadays. I thought All-Stars has always been a really great season. But do you have one of those that you feel like is an underrated season? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, especially because people like watching the HD version, so pretty much anything after 16, the original seasons get left out. 
But I'm yeah. personally like a huge fan of season three, Africa, like first mm. tribe swap, like everything. And I don't think, I think Africa gets like the credit it deserves, but I feel like it's not talked about as much as it should be. Um, mm. I love that season and season six, even though there's some like questionable stuff, but Rob mm. C has my heart in that season. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Nice. Are you a, are you an RHAB fan? Yeah, definitely. Nice. I'm so embarrassed. Yes. I like, I swore so much in my like exit interviews with him because I thought I thought he was gonna bleep me because I was like, there's yeah. no way that they air like the f bomb, and I swore so much and it's on the internet now, so I'm a little embarrassed, but it's okay. I made it through. Mm -hmm. What um, is there? So, if someone wanted to get into Survivor that hasn't seen the show and they wanted to get into it and they asked you like oh what season should i start off with to get hooked would mm -hmm. you tell some people like to say borneo uh to start off with the first one personally i love saying token sheens i feel like it's a season that's like kind of like right on the cusp of new school and old school and it's sort of like yeah. everything great about old school packed into one not a lot of like crazy strategic like if someone watched david versus goliath i feel like they would just be confused the whole time right uh, <laughs> But Token Sheens, I feel like, is a great season. It's it's like the it, it it's the season I feel like that relies on the characters the most. Um, I mean, Coach Tyson, um, <laughs> would you have one of those seasons where like you would recommend that to be a, the first watch for someone wanting to get in the show? Yeah, I mean, I also say Token Sheens is a good one. Um, Russell um, says nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, yeah. Uh, gosh, what else? I feel like. I'd be basic if I said Kagayan, but I do feel like for people who don't have any knowledge of Survivor, that's like a really mm -hmm. good one. But then everyone always thinks that every season's broken up by like bronze, brains, and beauty, which it's not. Um, True. I actually always struggle with this because like season 16 and 20 are like two of my favorite seasons of all time, but I don't mm -hmm. like to recommend them to people right off the bat because it's right. some of it. Like you need to have some familiarity with yeah, them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel like if you came in the season 20 first, you would enjoy it. But if you would watch like, like I feel like if you would watch Samoa, All Stars, um, Micronesia beforehand, you would enjoy it like a thousand times more. So. Yeah, yeah. Or like, what is it? Tyson has like a legendary line about Colby getting taken down by coach. And it's just like, <laughs> you would never be able to appreciate that if you hadn't watched like either of them in a previous yeah. season. Yeah, right. I personally usually uh, recommend seven. Don't say Gabon. Okay. No, seven. Seven's a solid one. Okay. Yeah. Good. But you know, Pearl Island's classic Johnny Fairplay move. But mm. do you have a do you have a seven um, buff? Gideon Gideon has a lot more buffs than I do. I, I don't have, have that, and I'm not willing to pay three hundred dollars for a buff right now. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I just got mailed my buff. It's actually sitting here, like. It's still oh, nice. smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it's dirty, I know. It's like, I don't know. It smells like trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, kidding, kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Do you think you'll ever wash it or keep it? Keep um, it as is. I don't know. There's some things I haven't washed from the island still. Like, it's funny. The smell of smoke is just, and there's certain things I have washed that still smell like smoke. So. Mm -hmm. The jury is still out on what is going to happen with the buff. I haven't yeah. decided. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I agree. I think Kageyan is, is a good one. I mean, 
there really wasn't like any crazy big idol plays. I feel like that was another one that yeah. was uh, very character driven. Um, yeah, I feel like that'd be a good one. But I feel like um, 33 is pretty, uh, Millennials versus Gen X is like pretty solid to start people mm. off with too. That's yeah, that's one of the better new school ones mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so what was your journey like uh, just like getting on the show? Like the, the process of, you know, getting on. Auditioning. Um, yeah, it was crazy. The first time I applied was, I was either 18 or 19. And I heard back like pretty soon. I think I heard like, it was either like later that day or the right the day after where I got sent oh, like wow. an email. Yeah. And then I'd been like really up and down for a while. And I'm not sure how much like details I can talk about with casting, but mm. basically like this time around with the show, like I'd heard. And uh, how are you now? Huh? How old are you now? I'm 24 now. Okay. No, and I was 23 when I went on the show. Um, mm. But yeah, I basically got a call like in September of 2020, um, made another video, didn't hear anything back, got a call in November of 2020, and then like went through finals that December. And mm. um, it was just like one of those things where it was like, I didn't know like when the next step was going to be the last step and I didn't let myself get too far ahead of it. And it was like, all of a sudden I'm meeting Matt and all of a sudden I'm meeting Jeff. And then next thing, you know, like I'm meeting this CBS execs. And then next thing you know, I'm on the show and it was just like one thing led to another. And yeah, it just worked out nicely. I feel like for me. Yeah. Did it ever feel surreal? Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, it felt surreal until I was literally standing on the mat. Like, I remember because we also had to quarantine when we got there and there was a certain point where I was like, have we been like kidnapped by this group of people who was like pretending to be like a survivor production? Like, cause it was genuinely like, it was like, so I don't know. It just felt so surreal at that point. And then I saw Jeff and I was like, okay, haven't been kidnapped. And then I'm like, oh shit. Like the game's starting. (laughs) Like we're about to play this game survivor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about uh, one player in particular from uh, your original tribe that ended up having a very good run, um, Ricard. Mm-hmm. So I was obviously he made it uh, to fifth place, but coming into the finale, he I feel like was most people's um, maybe not favorite to win. And the only reason I say not favorite to win is because he came in probably as the biggest threat. It seems like to both the people at home and the people on the islands. Um, yeah. I was curious. Uh, I know you didn't get to spend like a ton of time with Ricard, but during your little bit of time with him, did you, did you, did it ever run through your mind? Like, Oh, this is a guy who could win, or this is a guy who could get very far. Like, did you see the seeds of, of him as this, you know, huge player early on? Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think that was one of the things with me and Ricard where it was like, I feel like we landed on the beach and it was like, everyone's like trying to meet each other and like all this stuff but him and I like I think we could instantly recognize that each other was playing the game like right away um so I definitely Mm -hmm. saw like the strategist in him from the get-go um in terms of physicality he really kept that under wraps I feel like I was blown away watching him doing like the puzzles and hearing about the challenges and everything because that was something I wasn't aware of um Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I feel like you can't really underestimate anyone in the game because if you do, like, that's bad. But I wasn't surprised to see him, like, turn into this absolute beast. But at the same point, I say that, like I said, like, the challenges were definitely a surprise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Uh, how much time do you think um, you had spent uh, looking for idols and advantages? Mm. Uh, probably too much time, I feel like. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, not like too much time, but basically like, so obviously we didn't have food this season. Um, right. And I very much was like looking for food all the time, um, yeah. but looking for like advantages and idols and stuff. Mm -hmm. I spent a good portion like searching the island and like didn't find anything. But um, it's interesting because even in those first couple of days, I know they didn't show it, but people were talking like maybe there aren't even idols this season because I know Jeff said right. we were going back to basics and stuff. So we had no idea that they would like <laughs> literally we were thinking there might not even be idols and we're in the season with like the most advantages ever in the history of Survivor. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I spent a good amount of time searching, I'd say. Um, I think everyone did that those first couple of days. Yes, mm -hmm. but you thought JD was suspicious. So what was the difference between JD searching for idols and everybody else searching for idols? What what are what are we missing? Well, so I think like part of it was the fact that he went away on the trek and came back empty-handed. So mm -hmm. we like like he came back with nothing, which didn't make sense because why would he have gone away? Um, so I didn't believe his story. I, I thought he came back with an idol clue. And also, like, they didn't show this, but I'm glad I get to talk about it now. Um, he, like, comes back, like, and he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And we're like, okay, whatever. Um, and time passes. And he's like, this is right when he gets back from his trek. And I look, and he's, like, searching in a tree by the water well. So I, like, start sprinting down the beach. And I'm like, JD, like, what are you doing? Mm. He turns to me and goes, looking for an idol. I'm like, well, why would you tell me that? Like, and like, then he starts running away from me and I'm chasing after him. So yeah, it was definitely like not an unfounded feeling of suspicion with him, I feel like, because he did like mm -hmm. get back from this track and instantly start searching. So I automatically thought like he had a clue. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what it was rooted in. Mm -hmm. well, that, that seems fair. Yeah. But also, like, there's other people. Like, Jeannie was always disappearing, too. Like, we called her, like, the Jeannie because, like, she'd, like, poof, she'd be gone. And then, like, we thought she was searching for idols. But she genuinely has such a bad sense of direction. She was just, like, lost all the time. We had a big camp. <laughs> Did you have a, a moment early on or even a day two or three where you just kind of had a moment to yourself and just were like, man, I'm really, I'm really here? And then do you remember if you did have that moment, do you remember like when that occurred? Yeah, definitely. It was actually, you know, like the intros where we're on like the three boats and we're just pulling in. It yeah, was yeah. that moment where it's like, oh, okay. Obviously, it's like we've talked about the fact that we had to quarantine for two weeks before the game started for COVID. Yeah. Um, but it was like we're sitting on these boats, you're looking over, seeing these other people who you've been quarantining with and like. I mean, because we didn't talk to them before, but still, like, it was just like the game was starting and, like, I don't know. It was just a really surreal moment. And I was like, I'm actually here about to start this game. And then we pull up to the massive barge. Like, that's that moment where it sunk in. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I, I, I had to commend you on um, – at the beginning, it really seemed like you were playing a, a really good social game. And I understand <laughs> that you're, like, riding this high of, like, you know, you're on Survivor – and then the puzzle happens and oh you're blamed gosh. for the downfall of the puzzle. I, I just wanted to ask, like, to us, me and Adam, we, we were really, you know, and, and I thought so that you were playing a really great game. And do you, do you think you were truly to blame for that 
puzzle fiasco, or do you think that that was not warranted? Um, I think I did well on the puzzle. Like a piece got left in the bag, and whether it was me or her or Shan who left it in the bag, like that, yeah. It. I feel like I did get blamed like a lot, and the blame definitely wasn't equal. And I feel like it was mm -hmm. a little bit warranted. Um, mm -hmm. And if you ask anyone from Ua, like I did well on the puzzle. So it is like really frustrating that it fell on my shoulders, but. I also felt like I positioned myself well socially, but as you saw, like Shan, like really knew how to play the game, especially like pre-merge and stuff. So I think she was just able to position herself better than I was. Um, and I say this all the time is like, I think Shan did a really good job of making sure she was a lot of people's number ones. And like, I was a lot of people number number twos, but I was no one's number one. And I think that's kind of what made right. it. Did you fall for the pastor, the pastor approach? Did you think Honestly. she was going to take that approach or? or um, I think that's part of it too, was like, I feel like a lot of people like really trusted Shan and I always felt like a sense of distrust, um, mm -hmm. which I think was mutual because I think she could tell that I didn't trust her. So that's probably why we didn't vibe as well in that way. Um, but I just, I didn't trust anyone out there. So maybe that was like my <laughs> fatal flaw. <laughs> Well, I understand that. You're not supposed to trust anyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate asking this question. And if it brings back bad memories that you don't want to answer, <laughs> I won't ask it. But in your opinion, why do you think you were voted out? Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like first eliminations oftentimes, especially in a three tribe setting or yeah, three tribe setting, it's those first eliminations, it's really like an anyone but me mentality. So I feel like it is kind of a crapshoot. And like, mm -hmm. I've said this multiple times, is I feel like a shotgun went off and someone was going to get hit by a fragment and I was just the one who did. Um, yeah, it, I wish I like knew. I just think that it wasn't anything I did wrong necessarily. I think people just were able to position themselves better than me. Um, and I mm. thought that like my strength and like me being good in challenges and stuff would be enough to pull me through. But yeah, that, that's kind of my, where my head is at with it. Right. Uh, yeah. First votes are insane. And like, yeah. I always, I've always told Adam, me and Adam, you know, discuss discussions of strategy often occur between us. And I'm always like, if there's a first vote and you have an idol, or if it's a merge and you have an idol, just play that junk no matter what, because it's yeah. just so random and i always feel so bad for merge boots or first boots or you know first on the tribe boots because it really is just unpredictable yeah i think it's hard because it's like i understand why they did a double elimination in the first like round of eliminations but it's really frustrating because it's like i tell myself like had i had a day four i probably would have made it further in the game just because it's so hard to get footing in the game just in those three days and it's like do a double elimination the week after, like don't do it the first week, like the first time. Um, mm -hmm. That was like my one thing, but it's just the way the game, like the cards fell and that's how it is. And that's the hand I was dealt. So it is what it is. <laughs> right. Sarah, do you watch uh, the YouTube channel hot ones by any chance? Like the chicken wing one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do. <laughs> So we, so me and Gideon, I don't, Gideon, I don't even know if you remember this, but we said when we started doing exit interviews, we would copy one of the games they play. Um, it's called Explain That Graham, where we want to show uh, a moment or two from Instagram, 
and tell us tell us what's what's going on um so let me pull up the first one okay so what's what's going on here explain that graham um okay so i do aerial silks which is like what these fabrics are here um and yeah in this picture i've contorted my body in a very painful position but um this pose is called the archer it's supposed to look like a bow and arrow um okay i don't know if you can see it or not i'm clearly not yeah it. <laughs> Wait, you're at an uh you're at an amusement park there um no so this is actually the santa monica pier um oh, there's like okay. a trapeze on it and shout out to trapeze school new york and la i love them mm. and um yeah, that's where I practiced for like the whole pandemic, pretty much. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Was that the response you were expecting for that photo? <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything particular. Okay. Okay. So, um. Okay. Is it? Is it just a blank screen? Yeah, the picture's not showing up. All right. Give me one more chance. It's it's really more, it was really more the caption for this next one. <laughs> okay. But here, let me let me stop sharing. Here, Gideon, tell them a survivor joke while I load this up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. I don't have no good survivor jokes, man. Oh, it was this one. I... This one here. Oh, but yeah. it more... The ten dollars to whoever can guess what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I can't. It won't let me blow it up big. But I was curious. What do you remember? What you were thinking about? Uh, I think I should think about Chick Fil A. Mm. Yeah, I was probably thinking about Chick Fil A. That's valid. Okay. Did anyone valid, guess right? Um, I think someone did put fried chicken actually on the thing. Wow. Did you did you send them? ten dollars uh no because or did I they specifically need to say okay no i, I need to specify yeah exactly gotcha. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. i need fried chicken <laughs> gotcha um well i had one last survivor question for you but getting did you have anything else i i did want to ask you know you said you wanted to play the game most like kim spradlin yeah and well i know no, it didn't. I, I know it didn't work out like that. But but at the beginning, um, you know, it did seem it did seem like you know you and her kind of had a similar the game. You were getting in with everybody, getting in social connections. I feel. Do, do you feel proud of those first two days? Um. Yeah, and that's something I'll tell everyone. Like, hand on heart. Like, I'm proud of the way I played. I went in. And I played super hard. Um. Mm -hmm. Did everything I could, and like I feel like blessed in a way that I was able to play such an intense game in such a short amount of time, um, which is good because I wanted to come out of it like knowing I did my best and did everything I could. Um, and yeah, it makes me happy that you were able to see like those things too, that it's like I was playing and I was like actually trying and I wasn't just like sitting there crying like it looked like at points. Well, I'm well, you know, I, I, I don't know if you and I share the same sentiments about the social game of Survivor, but I do feel like it's the most important. So I'm, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm glad you were feeling that way. Yeah. And I think like, I feel like one thing I would do differently is that I really was looking at the people 
in terms of like ways I could strategize with them as opposed to trying to figure out how to connect with them on a deeper level. And I think like if I were to ever be asked back or play again, that's something I would do a little bit better is like shut out the strategic part. And I think it's because I have a very like logical mind in general, but just try to like get to know people on a person to person level first, as opposed to just trying to like see how they're going to impact your game. Well, mm-hmm. also when you watch Kim Spradlin's season, that's what it seems like she's doing. It's just, you know, puppeteering everyone. So I completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think that um that sort of ideology of playing very analytical, do you think that's something that's um like always been with you? Or I know you went to MIT, like did that um did sort of like going there influence what eventually turned out to be your game in any way? Yeah, I mean I've always had a very analytical mind, but I'm also like a very I feel like I'm a very sensitive person too. I'm very empathetic. I'm very feeling. And like, that was something I knew I would almost struggle with going into the game. And like, I feel like I'm in a unique position because I, like, I never had to vote anyone out of the game. Like I never had to end anyone's dream and stuff. And I think that that's something I personally would have struggled with. Um, Mm. So I tried to like kind of shut off that sensitive, emotional, empathetic side and really like dig into the analytical side because I thought Mm -hmm. that that's, really what would like drive me forward in the game better. But like looking backwards, I realized that I probably needed to balance it a little bit more better. And I think some people can go in and be purely analytical and like play that game and it wins. But Mm -hmm. now that like this goes on for so many seasons and you've seen that people are kind of aware of it. So it's like very threatening to people as well. Yeah. Sarah, Sam wants to know if you would ever go on uh, MTV's The Challenge. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely would. I'm a very like physical physically strong person so i would love to go on a show like that okay um well the question that i was going to ask before gideon you kind of alluded to it a little bit but um of of how you would play if you come back but do you feel like if you got that call uh you would say yes to coming back would it be like a right away answer something you have to think about or what, what do you think your response to that call would be um i wouldn't even hesitate for a second like i would go back in a heartbeat i think that I have a lot of potential as a player and I didn't really get to like unleash all of it. And you saw snippets of it, but there's still a lot mm-hmm. of fight in there. And I've learned a lot of lessons even just from three days of playing before. So I'd definitely go back if I could. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we hope to see it. Um, Sarah, it's been as much fun interviewing you as it was uh, seeing you on this season. So thanks so much for taking the time out to talk and hopefully you continue to get better. Of course. Thank you so much. And I hope you feel better too. (laughs) Thanks.